All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Demian, and today we are drinking 100% Colombian coffee with two shots of hazelnut and three sugars. We're getting ready to get into goal setting. We've been talking about it all month, and here it finally is. I know many of you probably already say, goal setting? But I already have my goals. The year's already started. Doesn't matter. We're going to review it anyway. We're going to go over this, because even if you have a goal, there may be some areas where it could use some improvement. A little beefing up, if you will. So that's what we're going to get into today. We're going to keep it short and sweet. Grab your cup of coffee. Grab mine. Drinking a warm one. Get that customary sip out of the way. And let's go. When it comes to setting a SMART goal, that's S-M-A-R-T goal, for your language studies, there are a few things that you must keep in mind. Any goal that is to have any chance of survival will need to have pristine clarity, meaning your goal must be crystal clear. This is important for a lot of reasons, due to the manner in which life will constantly bombard you with new distractions and additional problems that will fight tooth and nail to redirect your focus. So with that said, do you really think that having a poorly formed goal will stand up against a new baby on the way? or even a job change that requires more time away from your studies. No, it won't. This is the reason that a lot of people start goals and never see them through to completion. Think of someone that told you they would lose weight last year, and then look at how much weight they've gained. This is human nature. People set goals without a clear, actionable plan of ever achieving them. This is why the next area of goal setting that one must look at is creating a goal with purpose. Your goal must mean more than another decibel in your checking account. Your goal must mean more than reading a meaningless book that is without an emotional impact on your life. You could say, for example, this year I want to read War and Peace. But let me ask you, is this really going to change your life? Will reading some long, drawn-out story actually improve the quality of your life? Nope. But the feeling of accomplishment and satisfaction that you feel when you tell your friends that you read this thousand-plus-page book will do wonders for your self-esteem. Being able to give an acceptance speech at the next company conference in English will fill you with a sense of pride that will make you the envy of the office. Taking that trip to the States with your wife and dealing with the baggage guy in English will not only make you the hero of the trip, but your wife will look at you with a newfound respect. Do you see what I mean? Your goal must be meaningful, therefore it must have an emotional connection. We don't do anything without an emotional reason behind it. People run out of fear and hurt others out of pain. People work because they don't want to experience the despair and hopelessness that comes with not being able to provide for oneself or one's family. Find the emotional connection in your goal. Now once you have ironed out a goal that has meaning and is crystal clear, you need to create a strategy for achieving this goal. The strategy contains your level of commitment and actions that you will take to achieve this goal. So let's say that your goal is, this year I will improve my pronunciation of English words that start with TH or words that end with ED. Now this shouldn't take you a year, but let's just say it does. How would you go about achieving this? One might pick up a dictionary and go down the list of a thousand words starting with TH, but someone with a plan more than likely would review articles or even a book that they've been reading and find words in context that they previously struggled to pronounce. 
Then, they may even make a list of those words and group the long list of words into sets of five. Then they say something like, each week I will focus on pronouncing these five words correctly, and next week I will grab the second list and practice those five. Then on week three, I will review the previous list with the addition of the new words that I just learned this week. And then in week four, they will continue to improve their pronunciation with another set of five and review all four sets in the next week. You see, the person with a plan is building momentum, a snowball, something that will continue to grow incrementally until it takes on a life of its own and no longer needs outside influence. This is what can happen with your language when you have a plan. This is what happens when your goals are clear, meaningful, and you have a strategy in place that has a sense of urgency, a time component. The weeks that you set aside for yourself to achieve these small steps towards the main goal can easily be adjusted for milestones that have a little more beef in the bottom. I'm just giving you an example of how to set a goal, but you must choose the goal that fits your individual needs. Now, as we all know, language goals typically fall into one of nine categories. Pronunciation, grammar, listening, reading, writing, sentence structure, colloquial expressions, speech, and vocabulary. But if you think about it, a lot of those areas are interconnected and can be worked on at the same time. Pronunciation, for example, requires one to listen to how the words are pronounced and then speech to pronounce the words. Writing requires one to recognize sentence structures and understand the vocabulary that they are using to create the sentences. Do you know which category works on at least five of these areas at one time? I'll give you a hint. It's not grammar. But grammar will be one of the five included in this mystery category. So to recap, when setting a goal, you want something that is meaningful, contains a time frame, has a clear strategy, and is going to have an emotional impact on your life. Creating goals for some isn't always an easy task, mainly because they are forced to look at themselves and actually inquire about what they are doing with their life. They have to accept responsibility for the path that they are currently on and start being accountable for where they are going. But those who come to enjoy the process of setting and achieving goals realize the benefits of thinking outside of the next five minutes and peering into uncertainty knowing full well what they can and can't control. So now, as you look at the months ahead, what goals will you set for yourself and how will you achieve them? And on that note, let's take an exit sip and I will see you in the next one.